let's be real. Home is the place where all of the beautiful goodness Christ taught crashes headfirst into the ugly brick wall that is real life. But this is also where it starts to really matter. This is where we equip ourselves and our family with all of the tools, skills, and whatchamacallits vital to succeed in Christ. Join us in our journey to find light, positivity, and specific practical ways to make our homes little outposts of heaven so we can better brighten wherever we end up wandering. Hey guys, welcome to Outposts of Heaven, the podcast. This is Emily and Andrew. And hopefully this episode goes better than all of the intro takes that we've done. <laughs> I feel like we tell you guys this all the time, but really it takes us a long time to start. Yeah, sometimes it goes, it goes really well and really smoothly, but others not so much. It is the end of July. Oh my gosh, I was just going to say that. <laughs> that was my thing I was going to say. <laughs> well, I stole it. You did. Yeah, so today is July 30th. Yeah. And we started our podcast on August 1st, 2019. Oh, I didn't even realize that. That's when we launched. Look at us, year mark. So this is our year mark, basically, and so I think we should have some sort of celebratory year mark episode next time. Cool. For next week. Like what? Like talk about like stats and that kind of stuff? I have no idea. I've heard, I've like a lot of the podcast... A lot of the podcasts I follow here, a lot of the podcasts I follow do that where they'll, they'll like talk about their stats. We can talk about a couple year. stats. We can read a couple reviews. We'll we'll just we'll do something fun. We'll just chat cool. about what we've learned, maybe. Yeah, it might have been better to think about that for this episode, but too That's late. That's okay. Too late. Yeah. Um, it just the thought just came upon me as we were talking. So it fine. came upon. <laughs> uh, and I was going to say something. Oh, it is still 2020. Can you believe that? I can believe that yes. yeah yeah i i feel like i feel like it's gone by so fast that i'm like wow wow I don't know. it's already okay July, so like but... it it seems in some instances like when you think about it like like that like our personal perspective like yeah it's kind of flown by but when you think about events that happened yeah yeah like when you think but it's like, like still this excuse me like, like, st- like still the same year that we like went to China. Yeah. Yeah. Which yeah. feels like a long time ago, but also feels like it was yesterday. Yeah. I don't know. Time is a weird thing. It's a common time is a weird thing. Complex thing. I I feel like it's it's like in some in some aspects it's gone by really fast, but in a lot of other aspects, especially with the news cycle. I'm a big news junkie and so I fall, I'm pretty into the news and looking at the news cycle over the past 7 months, it is crazy how many things have happened. Mm-hmm. Like someone, people bring things up. I'm like, oh wait, that happened like two years ago. Nope, that was like four months ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like the when Trump was impeached. Do you mm-hmm. remember that? Um, barely. That was like several months ago. That was yeah. this year. Yeah. Okay. Sure. So on that note, today we're going to be doing one of our walkthrough episodes, and so we're kind of kind of walk through episode number thirteen that Andrew and his friend Spencer Marks did about civility. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and just as a reminder, because we haven't done too many of these walkthrough episodes, the walkthrough episodes are just us going back to some... Ow, I hit the desk and I broke my finger. (laughs) Us going back to old, or like previously released episodes and kind of reevaluating how we're doing applying our takeaways from those episodes. Right, because this podcast isn't just to like tell you what to do or like give you all these ideas. Like we're really trying to live what we're talking about. We're really trying to apply the things that we're learning to. And so we kind of wanted to give you a peek into our lives and how yeah. we're doing with it. And also kind of if you are one of the people who are following the podcast along weekly, uh, we want to give you a chance to 
kind of reflect on some of the things that we've talked about in the past instead of like trying to give you like something new to work on every single week. Because mm-hmm. I know that's overwhelming for me if I have to like work on something every single week. But if I can take a time out, kind of relax, think about things I'm, I have been working on. Yeah. I keep hitting the desk. <laughs> it's going to drive me crazy. Um, so yeah, I think that that's what a, a Walker episode is. And so let's dive into this one. Yeah, and we don't have like a set schedule for these walkthrough episodes. I think we've done two or three of them in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not really on like a schedule or anything. No, so no. just kind of whenever we feel and like And this it. one was very relevant. And so we decided to do a walkthrough an episode to check ourselves Yeah, on civility. Well, what's really interesting, though, is that we were re-listening to the episode today. And I kept like hearing like myself... I, I, w- I just did, like, the intro part of it, uh-huh. but then, like, Andrew and Spencer did the rest of it. But I remember feeling like it was super relevant at the time. And we recorded that in the fall of 2019. And so I don't even remember a whole lot about what was going on other than um, there was, like, this big viral post with Ellen and George Bush sitting next to each other. George W. Yeah, and they were, um, it, it was just like a post about like how you can be so, so different, but you can still be friends. Yeah, and a lot of people were mad at her because of that. And yeah. Um, and then the, at the same time, there was a, a um, like a, a general conference talk um, that kind of, I don't remember who it was by, I said it. I think it was Dallin H. Oaks. And he talked about civility, and I don't remember. I should probably go back and see what he said, but I remember that that was one of the reasons why it felt so re- relevant at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but then just going back to listen to it today, I was like, holy smokes. Like, it's, we thought it was so relevant, which maybe it was, but it is incredibly relevant right now. So, yeah, I, th- well, I think this just goes to show that as the world gets crazier and crazier, and as we approach the, you know, second coming of a savior, the, all true principles are going to become more and more relevant. And I think this yeah. one has a particular relevancy in our current context because it's very interface. Mm-hmm. Um, but so how do we want to do this? And do you want to like talk about so, some takeaways that we had from it? Or do you want to just talk about generally how we're doing with it and then go through specific takeaways? Um, let's do some generals okay. first. How do you think that you are doing with this? It is so unbelievably hard i feel like to what to be be civil civil, to be civil right now okay pause so if you haven't listened to this episode maybe you should go listen to it so that you kind of know what we're talking about Mm -hmm. but basically it's it's episode 13 um and it's called like don't be a jerk or something but um basically it's about how we can be civil and like maintain this civility with people that we don't agree with yeah and, and for me, the two, I'll just say this and we can dive into the specifics as you want, uh, but the two aspects of civility that I'm struggling with most mm-hmm. are, um, it's not the being kind to someone's face while I'm talking to them, but when I'm talking to people I disagree with, um, I don't generally have a problem with that. Uh, it's the, and there's again, two aspects. One is the not having my opinion of them change based off of their 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 opinion, or at least uh, maybe that's not even accurate. Like my perception of their value to me, mm-hmm. and it's terrible. Like I I feel awful no, I, that I I feel, I, I feel that tug 
to change the 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 value I see in a person because of of what they've said because it maybe drastically or even violently disagrees with with my perspective and with things that I believe are not just an opinion but are are like eternal true truths. gospel principles yeah. yeah um and I wish I could say that hey, like everybody I wish I could say I was better and I wish I could say that this isn't affecting me but I feel that I I feel this pull to think less of people when I see them with these opinions that I think are counter to the gospel and to the gospel mm-hmm. narrative. Um, and it really has, it's been bugging me the past few months, but especially the last couple of weeks as I try and uh, separate the intensity of my feelings about the, some of the issues going on right now with, from my evaluation of people's worth because mm-hmm. uh, before it, it's always easy to do this when you're not in the moment and it's not heated but every single moment we're in right now is heated like it's yeah. just like one long heated argument and so every time you step into the ring it's automatically on fire um and so there's that aspect and then another aspect i've been having a harder time with is not um, like going off on people in effigy. What do you mean? Um, like pick your person that you don't like or the argument you don't like. Like when you and you've you've probably felt this where like you see a post or something like that and you just want to you see it and you just call someone you call your friend or you call your spouse and you just kind of start going off like not on them <laughs> but like. I'm like, like I'll see a post and I'm like, honey, these people are idiots. Like, how do they not see that this is antithetical to the ways of God? Or like, I'll just like go off on those kind of tangents and I'll just, I'll kind of, I'll vent in a way that demeans the people who hold that view. Right. Um, And it's not like aimed at a specific individual. It's just like this kind of demeaning of the idea. It's not even the demeaning of the idea. It's the demeaning of the holder of the idea. And I, I don't think it's bad to demean ideas necessarily, right? Like, I think it's it's okay to say, like, this is a bad idea. You can even, I'm even okay with saying this is a dumb idea. Like, this mm-hmm. is just like a not very sophisticated idea. And now there are sophisticated versions of that idea. And so as you interact, or as you uh, come up against dumb versions of ideas, you should always look for the more sophisticated version of the idea. Mm-hmm. But I'm fine with, with belittling and, and destroying intellectually at least ideas right like attacking ideas and like not valuing them but we shouldn't and maybe i'm not even okay with that i'll have to think about that one but i uh i'm struggling with not devaluing people as i devalue these ideas Mm -hmm. and it's hard i i I, I don't it's it's way hard and And i I totally always yeah i don't have a fix either and i totally feel where you're coming from Um, I think that I struggle with that too. And then another thing that I struggle with lately is like feeling like people can be so loud and aggressive about their opinion that I disagree with. But then I also feel like if I share my conservative opinion, then I just, I get slapped down. I get told that I don't know how to love people because I don't, I don't, 
do this or I don't follow this or I don't, I'm not posting about this. So that means that I'm, I don't love people. And I'm just like, I, I just wish that people with opposing views, like that everybody just understood that, how do I say this right? I just wish that everybody understood that everybody has the freedom of speech. And so if you're going to go off on like an aggressive opinion, then you have to be okay with the other side, which totally applies to me. Like if I want to talk about my conservative opinions or if I want to preach about Jesus, then I have to be willing or have to be okay with people countering that. Yeah. So it's like, it's just finding this weird balance between, I don't know. Yeah. But right now I don't feel like anybody is like appreciating what I would have to offer. Yeah. And I I think what you're, what you're getting at really is it, it, it's not that how uh, I say this. I want to emphasize that you don't have to be okay with other people's views in the sense that you have to accept those views and think that they're worth that they are good and they're right. Mm-hmm. Because there comes a point where like it's you have your views and they and other people have their views and those are distinct views and certain things cannot exist together in a in a like a seamless system. Right. Um, and so you don't have to adopt ideas into you but you have to be okay you don't have to agree with ideas but you have to be okay that other people have those ideas in their heads Mm -hmm. and that it's they're not a terrible person for having those ideas right um yeah i i think one really helpful thing we've talked about skills or like ways to adjust this is Mm -hmm. i heard um i was listening to a jordan peterson lecture today and he was talking about some terrible things he saw from uh, during the Soviet Union, during the um, Golomorod, was that what it is? Like when they, I don't know. when Stalin like starved okay. all the Ukrainians, I think it was the Golomorod. Okay, but I don't, I don't I remember. Don't that might not, I might be pronouncing it wrong too. I don't remember where the accent is. Uh, and it, I won't say what he saw, but he saw some picture, and it was like some awful thing. I, I thought about telling Emily, but I decided not to because yeah, she would be don't. very mad. But he said the thing he has started doing when he sees people doing terrible things or thinking terrible things is he asks himself, what would have to happen to me to put me in a place where I would either do that thing or be tempted to do that thing? Oh, geez. Um, And he says it puts you into some dark places, but it increases the human validity of the person Hmm. that you're seeing. Mm -hmm. Because... All humans, like they're like, no one is that different from us. Like when we see people that are that we think are evil, or it's like totally other than us. Like they're really not that many people like that in history or in the world. Most people are a lot like us, and they have made a series of choices. Or they've been put under certain pressures that made it more likely for them to make certain choices. And so, like, if we had the same pressures on us and we had made certain choices that might have seemed innocuous at the time, like, we might not be that far from from those people. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's something that's been helping me. That's interesting. But I think it's, it is it is very difficult to kind of find the balance between being okay with the fact that an idea exists, even when you find it, like, deeply offensive. Yeah. 
which is the core of civility, which is why we have to have civility. We have to have that there in in a like a open society like we have because there's no we can't have one group coming in saying hey this is the way it is right like we have to have diversity of opinions yeah and yeah i I can go on about this let's let's go on and talk about your points i think i know you recorded some points right so i just as i was listening to it i um was just jotting down the things that stood out the most to me that seemed the most relevant right now and so we can just kind of touch on them, talk about them as much or as little cool. as we want. Um, and I think, like, because me and Andrew are both, Andrew and I, are both struggling with this right now, like, I feel like this was a good reminder for us mm-hmm. to review the takeaways and to review And I notes. really hope that you were all doing way better than us. Really, I do. I mean, we're really trying, but it's it's a hard thing right now. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Oh, I did want to say, I definitely, I definitely feel for you, like, feel that same pressure that, like, my opinion doesn't fit into either of the major narratives that are being spread right now. And so when I spread it, I get a lot of hate, mm-hmm. like a lot of like private messages or comments on stuff. And, um, and I feel like a lot of like cold shouldering from people that I thought have been my friends for a long time. Right. So it's, it's just been like a difficult ride. Yeah. It sucks. So. And and I here's the danger with this, and we'll, we can talk about this, I think, as well. Mm-hmm. Um, when you make people be quiet because of their ideas, um, you're not fixing. Uh, actually, let's let's go on. We'll come back to this. I think this is okay. a good point. We can talk about it later. Okay, so I'll just kind of just start on rolling. Go for it. Start. Okay, I can't talk. Okay, so having a, an opinion on something doesn't necessarily mean that you are something. For yes. example, if Andrew has a really stupid idea and I hate it, I don't... Which happens. <laughs> I don't... I shouldn't, at least. I shouldn't be saying like, oh, well, like that idea, that stupid idea makes him stupid. I can't look at him as a stupid person anymore. Right. Like forever. Right. Like you can have ideas, you can have dumb ideas, and that doesn't make you dumb. Mm-hmm. And that... Your ideas don't really define who you are. Right. Because our identity comes from Heavenly Father. Right. And it comes from our divine potential. Right. Uh, and so ideas or, I'll say this, like the, the state of your idea or the, like the level of development of your idea doesn't really represent who you are. Mm-hmm. Uh, what it represents is an iteration of of, of who you will eventually become. And mm-hmm. so... Or an exploration of who you're trying trying to become. Right. Or, yeah. Like it's, it's, it's really just learning. Right. It's just an... It, We're all learning and exploring. It's just an iteration. You have to have multiple iterations before you end at a final product. Right. And so that means you're going to have mistakes and whatnot. Uh, and so you should define yourself by your divine potential and not by where you're at. And we should define other people by their divine potentials and not where they're at. Because if we truly believe that Christ is who he says he is, he's going to come and he's going to set us all straight and he's going to show us the error of our ways and we're all going to be made smarter. And so we have to have trust. We, We have to see the value of people as Christ sees them, which is them after he's done with them. Right. But it's hard to see that 
especially when people are yelling it's at you. It's the goal, but it's so hard, yeah. yeah. It's easy when it's like when it's when it's kind of separated from you, but when it's it's addressed at you and there's so much anger and hate, mm-hmm. it's is so much more difficult. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. Okay, the next point I have is being unkind, loud and aggressive is not going to change anyone's opinion. So just be kind. Yeah. Yeah. And I think um, Andrew brought up a good point. Is that like on social media, if you aren't loud and aggressive, then you don't get any like traction. traction. It's hard to gain traction in the media in general, not just social media, right. but in, in the media, in the media. With, without having some kind of flair or anger or frustration. Because Which like, is sad, but... Right, because so many people are angry right now that indignation is a very popular opinion right. because you know we just we have groups of people yelling at each other mm-hmm. and then if you have some if you have a group that isn't being represented then that group wants someone to be that wants someone to embody their indignation and their frustrations mm-hmm. and the only way those kind of come to the forefront is when there's anger or there's frustration or there's yelling or demeaning right i just think that language like the best thing that we can be doing on a personal level is just focus on the savior and try to be the best example that we can be of him and show kindness yeah yep so that's my two cents i am becoming more and more pessimistic at the ability for positive movements to really develop and stay positive on social media. Um, I feel like they're, they're just, they're so easy to hijack. Like there's so movements on in the social media space are so easy to hijack and manipulate that. I don't know like how you do it effectively. Mm -hmm. I, we still try, right? Like with the, with the operation underground railroad movement that's going on right now Mm -hmm. it's happening. I guess like their big day is the day that, this is being released. Yes. So today. Yeah. So go on support Operation uh, Operation Underground Railroad. Love them. But mm-hmm. it's, I mean, like. I e- mean, even people are like fighting against them. Yeah. Which is crazy to me, which I shouldn't say is crazy, but. Yeah. I mean, they're fighting child sex slavery right. and people are trying to fight that. And I'm like, yeah. Okay. Well, anyway. what it is here, soapbox real quick. What it is is there are people out there who have their like, their, um, not prosecution. What's the word I'm looking for? Their um, oppression or like their social justice pantheon of gods, and each god is like their little issue that they're trying to address, like their little um, oppression issue. Mm-hmm. And if you don't go down, like the, the argument is, if you don't go down and bow to each one of the pantheon of social justice warrior gods. That you can't do anything good. Like you have right. to be, you have to be paying your your might to each one of them. You can't be focused on doing one good thing. Right. So like, do you mind? I think I know what you're gonna what you're gonna say. Do you mind if I if I say the example real quick? Yeah, go for it. Okay. You will so, have so much more tact than I will. Um, <laughs> so, uh, like with Operation Underground Railroad, there's been like a, a lot of movement saying, oh, if you're not, if you're for Oh, you are, and you're against sex traf- or child sex trafficking, and you are not also for Black Lives Matter. Then you need to like check your privilege, or I mean, like the arguments are myriad. But uh, 
that is like something that you're seeing right now. Mm-hmm. And it just goes along with the, yeah, so it just goes along with what I was saying earlier. Like there, people are putting limits on how you serve. Right. And, and I it's totally. It's like if you serve in one way, you have to be serving in all the other ways. Right. And I totally, have, I totally get yeah. that. I mean, I understand that desire, but it just doesn't make sense. Right. Because right. not everyone can do everything that's good. And not everyone's going to be committed to every single organization. And so why tear down something that's good? If right. you, if or you, why tear down a person who is trying to support Operation Underground Railroad because they they are trying to support them, but then they are not as passionate about like Black Lives Matter. Right. Like that. There's no reason you should be putting someone down about that. Yeah. Anyways. Yep. Anyways. Yeah. So, it, kind of, it reminds me kind of of a situation I had. I ran into when I was in high school. Mm-hmm. There was um, what was it? Oh, like our. Was it the National Honor Society or the Beta Club? One of the clubs at school, or do they were doing a fundraiser for like an animal shelter? And I was like, "Why are we raising money for animals? Like, there are people who need things. Like, why do I care about these dogs?" But there were like people who like there are people who are motivated by mm-hmm. this, and and I really think that a lot of this has to do with who we were before this life. And like the kind of person that God made us, and the the choices we made before this life, mm-hmm. that kind of that kind of molded our passions and our desires. That kind of shows like where that influences where our hearts are. And I don't think that we ever need to say, "Oh, do things like with with the dogs." We don't need to go up to somebody who started a dog shelter because they want to do something that's good and be like, "Hey, you! Like, why are you caring about dogs? Like, there are people who are." like sick in Africa or something like that. Like you're right. sick in like Australia. Someone's trying to do something good. Stop shutting them down. Yeah. People are going to say I'm racist now. Cause I said Africa that people are sick in Africa, but there are people sick everywhere. It's like, well, <laughs> there are sick people everywhere. Like, why aren't you taking care of sick people? Why are you right. taking care of dogs? Uh, but the thing is like, just let people do things that are good. And there's right. like, that this, is so the message. Right. Yeah. And I think there's this civility again, we're talking about civility. Part of it needs to be, you assume that the people you assume that other people have good intentions. And so when you see someone doing something bad, even, it's good to assume that they generally have a good intention and they've made some bad choices until they prove you otherwise. Uh, and then when you... See, but especially when you see someone doing something good, right? When you see something, yeah. someone doing something good... Like, why put them down because they're not doing something that you think is better if right. they're already doing something amazing? Right. Yeah. And, I, and I think in order to properly intellectually flesh this idea out it would take a long time and i i yeah. see all the potential avenues for counter arguments oh yeah but me too i mean you guys we're really just talking about this really between each other yeah fleshing these things out and kind sometimes of, for the first time and, so yeah and kind of superficially because when i like to flesh an idea out like i would take one of these things oh my gosh yes he will talk about one of these things for like two hours <laughs> <laughs> I, emily emily wouldn't like that you wouldn't like that so let's go on to the next part. okay okay so the next thing that i have is making important decisions in life in your family it means that someone will disagree like you're oh, always yeah. going to have someone disagree with you if it's something important yeah even Good people, yeah, who are trying to do everything right and who have very similar beliefs to you as you or to you. Once you, if you make a decision, they probably would have made a decision that is different because right. you are a different person. We have experiences and life that just has have brought us to points where we make certain decisions, and 
our experiences differ from other people. So of course we're not all yeah. going to make the same decision. And I, so I think this is a two way street, right? So you have the one aspect where like you just need to expect that people are going to disagree with you. Mm-hmm. But I think where civility really comes into play is you need to understand that when people are making choices, they're generally trying to make the best choice based off of their experience. Mm-hmm. Um, and so if, I mean, if their experience is making a whole bunch of really crappy choices for a lifetime, like they're probably going to make another bad choice but it's probably coming from a generally good place. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't think most, even like bad guys are like wake up in the morning thinking like, I'm going to do bad things. Like I'm going to make mm, some bad choices. Some people. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure there are some, but I think, the, I think the majority of people like wants to be the good guy. I think it's yeah, just like I, I wired so. in us uh, biologically and spiritually that we want to be the good guy mm-hmm. um and so most people aren't intentionally doing these bad things and i think if we try and see them through this light it's going to help us love them so much more mm-hmm. and you don't always know what's best for someone else in their family too it's like like we could be making a decision as a couple that is like the very best thing for our family that we've prayed about we've done all these things to like get our answer and for another family they could be seeing it as like, why on earth would they be doing that? When like, they don't have the life experiences that we've had. They don't have, they haven't been praying about it. They haven't been fasting about it. Like they don't need to get this answer for themselves. It's just like, focus on you and your family and take it to the Lord. Yep. That's my, yeah. And then when you, and then when you see other people making choices, I, and I don't, I I want to qualify again. When I say civility, what, what I'm talking about is, not devaluing people because of their choices. Right. Um, I don't think that the Lord wants us to just like turn off our like cognitive process or analytical brains. Uh, he still wants us to be making judgments as, as in, in the context of deciding this is a bad thing or this is a good thing, but it's always in the sense of like how I would do it. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and so saying like this act is a bad act. I don't want to say this is a bad person. I should love all people, but I'm not Jesus. I'm working on it. But uh, I'm not working on being Jesus, working on being like him. So, yeah, so it doesn't mean that we have to agree with everything. It just means that we have to try and love the people. And we can vehemently disagree mm-hmm. with people and with ideas. But we should not be disagreeable about it. Does that uh, make sense? Yeah, that, yeah, that makes okay. sense. Okay. Love doesn't mean condone, um, I think but it, we do yeah. have to love. Everybody needs to feel loved. Yeah. I mean, it kind of goes back to what That's I was saying really, right there. Yeah. I mean, yeah, self-explanatory. Yep. You have to like, love has to be there. It has to be part of the equation. Everyone needs love. Everyone needs to show love. Uh, and when we feel like other people are giving us the opposite of love, of hate, like mm-hmm. we close off. And so, and it kind of goes back to what we were saying earlier. Like, you're not going to change anybody's mind, right? By being loud and angry, right? Like, that just doesn't work. Like, no, when was the last time? When was the last time you not change your actions, but really change your mind because someone yelled at you or called you a mean name, yeah. or like talks down yeah. to you? I think our, I think most of the inter, the interactions I've had recently in the past few months haven't been people yelling at me, but it's been people condescending to me mm-hmm. and i i feel really bad because i think looking back on it now in the second i realize 
I think I've done that too. Like in the conversation, like I think I start out trying to be really good at, at not being condescending and then I get mad. And, that's and when good. you get mad, you treat others as less than. Yeah. And yeah. Oh man. Yeah. You are a terrible person. I'm feeling it. Okay. Dang it. We need to repent seriously. Yeah. Jeez. (laughs) Okay. I think there's only one more. Oh, no. There's two. Okay. Okay. And then I have one to close with. Okay. It's okay to disagree. It broadens our views and helps us shape our own opinions. It is so good to disagree. So. Yeah. Uh, I hate disagreeing. (laughs) It's just part of my personality. I really hate conflict and I hate like. It it really is uncomfortable for me to disagree with people. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, but I know it's important because I do know that sometimes you just have to have, like on a personal level, you do have to have some dumb ideas or you have to flesh out your ideas or you have to, you have to disagree about some things to learn about yourself and about others. Right. Well, if if you look at yourself as not the person you want to be, but as an iteration of the person you want to be, Yeah. you know... I guess if you look at yourself as an iteration in like the design process, you have uh, different iterations that uh, basically different prototypes that you go through until you get to like the final product. Mm-hmm. And even then you can have different iterations past then. So like every year when they come out with a new, uh, oh, like the new model, yeah. like, the, like the next year, that's just like a, a new iteration of the, of the previous iteration mm-hmm. or of the, the end product. And so with, us, if we don't look at ourselves as end products, but we look at ourselves as iterations of our end product, then what, what am I talking about? Well, we were talking about that it's okay to disagree because oh, we learn oh, about yeah. ourselves. And so if, if you do that and you, like, you see yourself as iterations, you see other people as just iterations of their eventual mm-hmm. end product, then... You realize that oh, I need to be better. I need to I need to be field tested. I need to be like, you know, I need someone. You know, if I'm thinking of like backpacks. Like you need someone to throw you on your back and like take you mountaineering and hiking and and rock climbing and put like, kind of run you through the ropes to see how you're actually going to do. And there's a really good quote by, is it Mill? I think it was Mill. He was a 19th century English statesman slash philosopher said something along the lines of like the the best the best cure for stupid is to let it keep talking mm-hmm. <laughs> right like you, we need it to continue yeah. to talk because it's as you express your stupid dumb ideas or even evil ideas because ideas can be evil and so as you express these evil ideas they get fleshed out and people that don't share those ideas are going to be able to see the fallacy in those ideas so much easier than you can see them yourself, mm-hmm. or then like then yeah. So you want to be able to just say your ideas, so other people can say, "Hey, that's dumb," because of this, 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 and this. Hopefully, they do it a little more tactfully, uh, in a way that you can receive the the critique a little bit better. But we we need this open exchange of ideas in order for us to realize the next and better iteration of ourselves and of our ideas and the only way that happens is if there is civility if we understand that hey like you totally disagree with me and i you know i totally disagree with you but i value you as a person and so if you share your ideas with me i'm not going to think you're like a terrible human being 
because those ideas aren't you. Like, you are a child of God. Mm-hmm. You, like, the Savior died for you just as much as he did for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so those ideas you have, those are those are great and those make up a huge part of you, but they're just, they're, they are... Different from... Well, they're, they're temporary. They're, they're not okay, yeah. part of your divine identity. And so let's work this. Let's openly discuss this so we can develop the, the next better iterations of ourselves and our mm-hmm. ideas. Yeah, I like that. Okay, the last one is speak to your camp about civility and kindness towards the other camps. Um, do you want to talk a little bit about what we Why don't you talk camps? about that first? Okay. So um, we've talked in the past about kind of the term camp and what I think it really means is just like the people that share your same common idea Mm -hmm. or like opinions in general. Um, So a bad example of this would be like, um, call like name calling of other camps. Um, And like not like being an example of civility in your camp. Right, right, right. So like, I think you gave an example in the episode that we're reviewing about like, um, yeah, so like calling conservatives like hicks yeah. or calling or I think, liberals. I think more accurate. Yeah, like, I think more accurate now is calling anybody who's conservative a racist. Yeah. Or uh, conservatives calling anyone who's a liberal or a Democrat a libtard, which is a very offensive term. Yeah. Uh, but. Um, calling people racist is also a very offensive term but this is like part of the nomenclature now it's it's just it's it's funny and it makes people laugh but it only makes people laugh in your camp and then you further ostracize the other camp right so like we're really trying to be united and like promote unity and kind of like demeaning or bashing the other camps doesn't do that at all yeah it is so it we removes just need to really the try to... divinity from their eternal identity in the perspective of our camp. Yeah. And that's super, super dangerous. And and this is something that literally keeps me up at night right now as I think about this. Um, I, I, what I'm really worried about is getting to a point where our, our, the camps that are active in the world, not just in the United States, but in the world right now, um, where the camps are going to reach a point where they are so, um, where they have developed sets of ideas that are antithetical to one another, and and by this I mean there's always going to be a political divide, right? And so like if you take, you know, taking from the American perspective, if you take ten Republicans or a hundred Republicans and they form their their own state. Like within a couple election cycles, they're going to form two separate parties that split along new bounds. Like mm-hmm. so, they're always going to have like a divide. political divide. I mean, that's just that's how every that's how it works. Uh, and what I am worried about, though, is that we are reaching a point where we are speaking different languages, um, where we are our base assumptions are totally different, and. I'm really worried that we're reaching a point as a civilization, not just a country, but as a civilization, as a world, where we are not speaking the same language and we don't have the same base assumptions. Um, And 
by that I mean like we're not even on the same spectrum. Like people like oversimplify the political spectrum. They say, like, oh, like it's like left liberals and left and conservatives on the right. And it's so much more complex than it's that. It's so much more complex than that. But it feels like we're operating on like separate spectrums where there are separate values. Um, and so you have like this old spectrum and then you have some new spectrums that are popping up. And they, I, I'm really worried that they're going to reach a point where they cannot coexist. And where you, they cannot coexist, and there is no civility. The only resolution is force. That's just what history has shown. Like when you have scary. groups vying for power, who have very different visions for how things should work, and they have very different base assumptions, very different philosophies. They're the only resolution is power, or is yeah, is the the force. use of yeah force, mm-hmm. the use of power, yeah, um, and. I am really terrified that that is coming. Um, and the only solution to that is applying the the principles of the gospel of Jesus Christ. That is it. Like that is the only solution. Like we even if you don't want to say you we need everyone to be Christian, which I don't think is necessarily required. We need people to follow the principles of Christianity that Christ taught, specifically civility, the um, the understanding that, like everything we've been talking about, that people's value is not in their ideas, uh, and that we need to love each other, um, and that we need to be striving for understanding. And that has to happen both ways. Like, you have to get that coming from both both sides. Because uh, even if one side's doing it perfectly, it still might end up being the case that the only righteous resolution is force. But the only way we're not going to have a violent resolution to all this is if we enact Christian civility. Mm-hmm. And I think this it starts in the home. It has to start in the home. It's not something that starts in the public square. No, yeah. It starts in the home. Because yeah, if, if your children see you demeaning other people because of their ideas, yeah, not demeaning their ideas, but demeaning other, other people... people then they're going to do the same thing. Like, we have to really watch the way that we talk about other people. Yeah. Because, I mean, even Hiram can pick up on that. Yeah. Um, and, and he's only three. And we're not perfect, and we're definitely trying to be better, and this is something mm-hmm. that I I worry about frequently. I worry about friendships that might have been injured because of things that I've said, or people that have been frustrated or, or hurt because of things that I've said. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I worry about that. And I know if you're, if you guys are anything like us, you're experiencing the same thing. Hopefully you're better than us. Hopefully you're better than us. Um, <laughs> but, um, I feel like this, this episode has been really kind of vulnerable for us because of course we want to do these walkthrough episodes and tell you how great it's been going and how we're mastering civility, but that's not the case. It's really hard yep. and we're really struggling. And if you guys have any insight or tips we'd love to hear yeah them. <laughs> please share one thing i found that has helped me recently like within the past week okay is as i dive more deeply into scripture study and i try and limit the amount of negative input i'm receiving and maximize the uh the spiritual input um that includes tv music 
um, scripture study, like all those things, I, I found that it's so much easier for me to be happy and for me to not feel like the world is burning up. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, it really is helping me a lot, like not get so worked up by things. And I feel like it, it hasn't watered down my beliefs or watered down like the intensity of my feelings. But what it's done is helped me like have peace about it while I'm talking. Mm-hmm. So like, even if the world gets like burned down tomorrow, like, even if everything that you hate, like all of the powers, whether you're regardless of which side of whatever argument you're involved in, uh, if they came to power and then just wrecked everything and did everything that you would absolutely hate for them to do, like Jesus is still king. He is still king of kings. And that has brought me immense comfort in a way that it, I I would not have been able to realize before all of this happened. Yeah. When it feels like so many things are just at the brink in so, in so many areas of life. Uh, it's only been at this brink that I've been able to realize the the nature of the peace of Christ. Yeah. That it's not as the world giveth peace, but as he giveth it. That's so good. Yeah. I think one thing that's been helping me is um, limiting social media use. Oh, yeah. Um, On the days where I know I've been on my phone too much, I just feel yucky. I feel demeaned. I feel irritated at other people. And then it kind of reflects in my parenting. And so on the days where I have limited, I feel like a much better person. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so that's cool. my little two cents. Do you want to do loves and less than loves? Yes, let's do that. Okay, loves and less than loves. I have a love. Okay, I have a less week. than love. It's actually been like the past three weeks, probably, but I lately am loving ice. <laughs> <laughs> loving ice. Oh my gosh, I seriously will think about it during the day. Like, oh, like a glass of ice to just crunch on. <laughs> it's probably Uh, because you're iron deficient yeah i know but it just it tastes good the crunch is so good i just i can't get enough small pleasures yep i just love crunching on ice i had a controversial love less than love but i think i'm going to avoid that i can do a love i'm gonna do a love no sounds good i'll do a less than love oh but it's like a silly less than love okay i less than love chalk yeah yeah like i get why it's fun for kids but it's just like so messy yeah and i came out to the garage the other day and the kids apparently got into the chalk and they were just like drawing all over in the garage like on the walls no no no, like on, on the concrete oh, okay but it never rains in the right, garage you don't wash and it so off. i have to like manually like wash it off by right. hand yeah <laughs> but well and like they just like ruth always eats it and they, they don't watch where they're sitting, so they'll, like, draw, and then they'll turn around and sit right in it. Yeah, and, and then like, they'll go on. go inside, and they'll sit on stuff. So, yeah, I think chalk is definitely less than love for me right now. Yeah, I've never liked it. It's just, it's super... Not in bubbles. Bubbles are so messy, and the kids spill them all the time. Yeah. But, anyways, yeah. yeah. But ice is great. <laughs> so we're going to end on that positive note. <laughs> Get yourself a glass of ice. Red cream soda. Like, That's my love. I love red cream soda. 
I like Icy's more than Red Cream Soda. Bucky's, though, a great, great gas station chain that's primarily in Texas, mm-hmm. has Red Cream Soda Icy's. Yeah, I haven't seen that anywhere else. So good. Yeah. So good. Anyways, we hope that you guys are enjoying your week, and we're grateful for you, and we're grateful for your listens and your comments and feedback, and we're excited to have our year mark. Yeah. That's really cool. Yep, super excited. Thank you again so much for joining us. We're Thank you. If, really big thank you if you've made it the entire way through this episode i feel like it's been very heavy (laughs) yeah it has but the world's heavy right now and it kind of sucks but it's also a great opportunity to grow because the only time you grow is when things are hard oh yeah and so uh, let's like let the savior use this as a time to tutor us as opposed to a time for us to just be wallowing wallowing or angry at each other um because if if we do either of those things if we do nothing or if we get angry then satan wins Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so we need to let the Savior be our tutor and be our master and, and lead us and, and mold us to be the people he wants us to be. Well said. Thanks. Okay. Love you guys. Love you. Take Keep care. the faith. <laughs>